0: Welcome to the Widow I Go From Here podcast, where my guests and I highlight the goodness of God in seasons we were not prepared for. I am your host, Daisha Carter, and you are about to enter the room of real life and genuine faith. Thanks for tuning in, and now let's listen and enjoy.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Widow I Go From Here podcast, and Happy New Year. I am Ashaki Sorrell and I'll be your host today. It's become a tradition at the beginning of each year a new season. I have the opportunity to interview Daisha. Daisha, happy 2023. I am so excited to be here.
0: Happy 2023.
1: Wow, can you believe it? We are in 2023. That is wild to me. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So excited for this conversation. Um, Before we jump in, though, I want to talk a little bit about 2022. You know, this time of year, people are usually doing um, two things. They're, They're reflecting and they're looking back on the year that just passed, but they're also looking ahead to what's in store in the current year. So when you think about 2022, what are some of the key takeaways? What are some of the highlights? What are some of the things? that you really learned in 2022?
0: Uh, I think one of the major lessons that I learned is that faith is the blueprint. And what I mean by that is, you know, I am a business owner, you know, small business owner, entrepreneur, and it got to a point to where, you know, entrepreneurship is just, it's just a whole another level of trust and so it got to a point to where i was just fearful you know all the time fearful of you know is this going to work fearful of or wondering you know if god is with me if god has gone before me if if god is walking alongside me you know if god is going to take care of me if like all these ifs and i would be living, you know, in what if land. And so because of that, I always approached God like, what is the blueprint? You know, I want to do this. What is the blueprint? What would you have me do? I, you know, want to pivot here. <laughs> what is the blueprint? What is the framework? How do I go about it? All these matter of facts. And one day I was just spending time with God and he was just like, faith is the blueprint. And I had been doing a Bible study. No, 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 I'm sorry. Once I heard that, I then did a Bible study on um, Hebrews 11 that talks about all the men and women of faith. And it became clear that none of them had a blueprint. (laughs) You know, like, None of them had a blueprint, and then it also became clear that I had been comparing myself to other people that I see in the marketplace. You know, other people that I see that are growing ministries. You know, other people that I see that are building businesses, and and I'm just like, wow, this right here is deep. And so I literally had to strip myself of all the matter of facts, of all even the fear of what if this doesn't work? What if this doesn't, you know, fill in the blank. And when I began to just say, okay, you're telling me that I need nothing else, that my blueprint is faith. And that's just right. Taking one step in front of the other and, and letting God direct my steps. It expands so far reaching than, just business like this is my faith, this is my life, this is my relationship with God, right? And that's for all of us, no one can please God without faith. And so, so, yes, yeah, so faith being the blueprint was definitely a major lesson learned. Um, uh, I have a couple more. Do you want me to keep going?
1: No, I want to, I want to pause right there. Wow. Okay. Faith is the blueprint. I love how you broke that down because I could only imagine you want very tactical direction. Like what do I do? But you said faith is the blueprint. So can we just unpack that for a second? So what does that look like in the day-to-day? I could hear somebody saying, yep, that sounds great. I'm rocking with Jesus. I love Jesus. I know we need faith. But what do I do when I don't know what to do? So when you say faith is the blueprint, how does that guide and shape your decision-making and some of your day-to-day?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. So um, I'm, so this is all gonna make sense, but I'm going to go into another major lesson that I learned. <laughs> um, Let's go for it. Living a Sabbath lifestyle and mm-hmm. so what happened was you know i ha- i had been reading the book emotionally healthy spirituality and um i mean by far one of the books that is just a must read period for anyone claiming christianity but reading that book revealed how much i was relying on myself to get the job done. And so when I said, okay, I am going to adopt this Sabbath life lifestyle. Like I, and it's understanding that, you know, God created us to rest. Right. And so, and not, and even when God rested, it wasn't right because he needed rest. It, it was because his work was complete. His, the creation was complete. It was done. It was finished. And so when I put work above rest work now becomes my idol and and that's that's how I was living the work had become an idol how you know how do I get this done how do how how do I do this what did this look like da, 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 da. like continuously in work mode and a lot of it is it, it goes back to provision like I need to work because this is the way that God is going to provide and so in in, in that steer fear but anyway so what I start doing was, waking up spending time with God and presenting my day before him Mm. so I didn't come to the table with an agenda right I have to listen you know I have to sit here long enough to listen. So here's a, here's another lesson. It's all going to come together. Michael Todd, he, he did a series on here is holy. And so the premise of that whole series is just understanding that where you are right now in your life is holy ground. And so many times we look to over there. We're working for over there, right? We're working for Next week, next month, next year, we're working to build something for the future, and so we're constantly in this mindset of working, 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 and not considering that right here, right now, where I am, is sacred and holy ground, and it's okay to stop and rest and just be with God, okay? So Going back to faith is the blueprint. It's waking up every day, understanding that where I am is holy, without having a blueprint, without knowing how this is gonna play out, without having a framework. Where I am with God is holy and trusting that he's going to download to me what I should do for the day, not next week, not next month, not what it's gonna look like next year, but literally living in, I am at rest within and without for today and whatever God puts on my plate for today, he's gonna make my arms strong for those tasks and when they are finished, completed, I don't have to jump to the next thing. I know when to stop. And so there's nothing that I can do. There's literally nothing, there's nothing more that I could have done in any given day to produce something different or something more. And so when I make the decision to stop because my work is complete for the day, that's then putting my trust in God. I'm no longer making work my idol or fear my idol. Now I'm trusting that when when I'm sleeping, God is still working. When I'm resting, God is still working. He's still bringing people. He's still transforming the heart. Like, you know what I mean? God, he he doesn't sleep, right? He doesn't slumber. He's getting the work done. If I did nothing, God's work is going to be done. And so... I hope that makes sense. But that was a major lesson learned. I just gave you three of my lessons in in one uh, response.
1: (laughs) Wow. No, no, that makes total sense. That is so deep, Daisha. Because as you were talking, I kept thinking, this is not going to be possible. And you alluded to it, unless I trust God. Because we are in a culture where we work. (laughs) We are in a culture where we're like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing next? Like, you know, even with this 2023, the new year, we're like, what's your resolutions? What are you going to do? What are your goals? Mm -hmm. Those are common questions. And those are not bad questions. But we're in a society where we are taught and expected to do something. We are expected to work. (laughs) And so to say... I go before God, I come to him. I'm not coming with this agenda, making God, you know, God make this work, <laughs> but I'm coming to him and I'm listening and I'm waiting and I'm trusting in him. Ooh, and when you said God is working even while I'm sleep, like mm-hmm. I trust that because he does not slumber. You're trusting in the character and the provision of God to provide opposed yes. to your skill, your knowledge, your connections, your network. That is absolutely amazing. That's a very deep lesson. It's like you're chasing God, not fill in the blank,
0: whatever yes.
1: is. you know, and, and then that way there's no boasting, but I love how you're going to him. And then your actions are Holy spirit led opposed to the reverse. We're doing actions and we're like, okay, God, now make it happen. God bless it. So yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. And I also love how you talked about the what ifs and the comparison. Cause I think we can all do that, right? Regardless of where we're at in life, whether we own a business, whether we're working a corporate job or just anything in relationships and parenting, we can do that comparison and we can do the what if. So how do you think someone can stop going down that path? Cause I think it's very easy to spiral into the whatever. What if this happens or what if this doesn't happen? How, what have you found to be helpful to stop that dead in its tracks when those what ifs creep up? Cause I think that's something that's very common.
0: Yeah, I think about um, understanding how deeply loved we are. Like that truly is the foundation. And I know I've said that before, but it's, it's so not cliche. I think that's the only way, because if I, and I'll just speak for myself, right? So I was struggling with the life that I'm living. Like the rug is going to be pulled from under my feet one day. I don't know when that is, but it's bound to happen because how I'm living is too good to be true. Even though I've prayed for it for years, right? Even though I do believe that I didn't call myself to this, God called me to this, right? And so any given day I can just be like, but this is too good to be true. Surely, surely this is not gonna last. Surely God is gonna be like, oh, time's up, time to go back to what you were doing. And so I think understanding how deeply loved I am by God stops all of that in its track. Because, so now let's say, let's just say all of those fears, right? All of those what ifs, let's say that one comes to pass. Like, let's say God's just like, okay, yep, you served your time. Time is up for this season. Mm Mm-hmm. Even if God called me to do something else, be something else, serve somewhere else, he's going to take care of it all. Wow. Just like he's taking care of me now, right? And so I no longer believe that God is looking down, waiting to just snatch the rug from under my feet. Now I see myself through the eyes of God. And so when I look at myself as a daughter, you know, when I look at God as a parent, as a lover, as a friend, like, you know, as a comforter, as a provider, like all, oh, like, so right, we I can go on and on. But when I look at God and I just take him for who he is nowhere in that equation. I mean, there's nowhere in the equation where I may have to pivot. I may have to do something else. And he is not going to love me through it, walk me through it, provide for me through it. Like I am loved. I am loved. And even if I'm called to something else, it's because it's something else that's better for me. And when i say better, it could be it could be a time of suffering, right? So so i'm not saying better like painting this pretty picture like lilies and flowers and strawberries, but i know that whatever it is, it will be it will be for something better, something good for Daisha. Like it's all going to be worked out for my good. And so That right there stops everything else in its tracks.
1: Daisha, you highlighted three things that I think are so critical to all of us. You highlighted the love of God, how that love motivates, encourages, strengthens, protects, right? That's one thing that I'm hearing. The other thing, you highlighted traits about who is God, knowing the biblical God, not who we may have been taught or what's made up in our own minds. You know, really knowing that God is love, God is a protector, God is a provider, God is a sustainer. And then the third thing, who you are through the eyes of God, not looking at yourself, how even you see yourself or how the world sees you or what people think you should be, but how God sees you. Like, thank you so much. I just wanted to stop and acknowledge and thank you because those three things I think are critical to stop us from going and spiraling down a path of what ifs and spiraling and going down a path of fear. So, wow, it sounds like you had such a fruitful 2022. And when I say fruitful, I mean really growing in the things of God sounds like you really went deep with God like 2022 was a year of just really growing and abiding not just growing but abiding and resting in who God is and from that you have grown and flourished so wow -hmm. thank you so much for giving us um that look back into 2022. so when you think ahead to, to 2023 what are some of the things that you're um, excited about? What are some of the things that you have in store? Um, what's coming up in your world for 2023?
0: Yeah, so, you know, one of, uh, this is going to trail into your answer, but uh, a major lesson that I, lesson that I learned in 2022 was that, um, you know, I am, my role, my role is to lead the brokenhearted to him, to Christ. And so that just took a load off. I was functioning as one who felt like she had to carry the weight of the business slash ministry that I am partnering with God to build. And so when that revelation came, like, no, 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 no you're, you're, you're carrying the wrong thing. All I need you to do is leave the brokenhearted to me. I was like, Oh, I can do that. Like, you know what I mean? That's that's my pleasure. Um, and so, so with that being said, all that I have, you know, planned for 2023 is with that in mind, like all, all I'm here to do is just to lead the brokenhearted to Christ because I don't have the answer, right? I, as you know, don't necessarily have the blueprint. I get with God and He gives me strategy, He gives me blueprint, but I'm not the one that's coming up with these things. And so, one of the things that uh, I really want to do in 2023 is a brunch for the brokenhearted, helping people feel the love of Christ, especially in their pain. And so uh, brunch for the brokenhearted is, is one of those things. I am also looking, so you know that I'm a part of um, a small group called WOW, the Women of Worship, and I am so excited about just the impact that we want to make for Christ in 2023. And so we've been, you know, talking a lot, praying a lot, planning a lot. And uh, the things that we have coming down the pipe to serve women that are widowed, divorced, or separated, I just, I'm just excited about it. It's shocking. I really feel like, I don't know, that God just He's positioned us, and we've been through a lot as a small group. We've had to learn a lot. We've had to learn to, you know, work out our disagreements (laughs) righteously. We've had to learn how to be a small group in the pandemic when we're all scattered over the place. We've had to deal with, you know, things opening up and some of the sisters wanting to attend church in person and some don't. And how do we navigate that? Like, it's been so many things, you know, happening, but I do feel like God has, um, helped us through it, and we're all now ready just to be lights, you know, to, to those that God has called us to, and then, um, lastly, so I guess we're trying to, well, I'm trying to respond in three, so I guess lastly, because there are other things, um, I'm super excited about, uh, the spirit-led griever. And so the spirit led griever is a faith based kingdom approach to navigating grief and loss. And so I've been doing, uh, workshops in 2022. Uh, they have been great, but now, uh, I am writing a book, you know, spirit led griever and, uh, coming up with a lot of things. So I have so many things (laughs) down the pipe when it comes to spear leg griever. Um, But I do, and I'll say this and I'll, I'll let you share, respond, but I just see the need without having like a course, you know, like how do you navigate this? How, you know, what is happening to my life? I don't understand, and God, where are you? And where do I go from here? And so my own pain and my own grief and my own trauma led me to be the woman that I am today. Now you take that, and we're talking about childhood stuff, teenage year stuff, right? But then take that, And I'm seeing this pattern of how that all of that followed me into adulthood, which bleeds into decision-making. And so when I saw that, and then I compared all, all those years to when Kima died and how God took me by the hand and led me through my pain and what he did, that blew my mind. And so what did I learn though, right? So now it's like, okay, I'm getting through, I'm making it to the other side of this with God. And it's just that natural reaction of you gotta, like people gotta know this, you know, oh my goodness, folks gotta know this about God. And so now, guess, you know, I'm positioning myself as teacher or educator when it comes to being spirit led in, in you know our pain. That requires Bible study. Like, you know what I mean? Like that requires time. That requires me pulling some things apart and going deeper. And so the deeper I go, one of the first things that Shaki that the spirit revealed was that God was the first spirit-led griever. Mm-hmm. And when you think about Adam and Eve in the garden, God enjoying his creation, but then giving them freedom of choice and they choose sin, what that must've felt like to him. And so I'm putting myself or trying to put myself in in God's shoes, like as a parent, if God was the first to grieve. And we could probably take it back to heaven, right? Angels <laughs> said, nope, we want to do it our way. We out of here. And I'm thinking, what would what? must that have felt like to god wow i don't think it was just this you know okay thrown out of heaven thrown to earth and 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 emotionless right if we're created in god's image as we are as we are if we are given a heart with emotion. And we can feel joy and sadness, hurt and pain. God does too. This is deep because we are made in the emotional image of God. And we can forget about or we can, you know, not, not think about or we can try to mask and conceal the emotional parts of who we are when if we are made in his image those are those are the parts of us that require special attention the emotional part the parts we do not see i can't say to my broken heart i don't need you like you know what i mean but we don't look at it like that but but i'm just telling you like this is what the spirit is revealing the deeper i go into understanding and unpacking and becoming a teacher on the subject of being spirit led. I'm just like, okay, there's no way, there is no way that the God that we serve sees us in our pain and doesn't care, doesn't empathize, doesn't desire to comfort like you know what I mean like there's no way for me anyway there's just been the separation and as I'm studying God is bringing it closer like he's helping me to hone in on his emotional side Jesus's emotional side like when the bible says he offered up loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death and i'll just sit for a moment you know a minute just be like okay what what would it look like to see jesus offering up loud like i don't even picture jesus being loud in my mind like when i read the script i don't even i don't see jesus being loud at all right but the Bible says that he offered up loud. And then I put then I think about myself, right? When I am crying out, you know, when you are pouring, God, save me, you know, help me, like, like that. And so anyway, the 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 gap is just closing in more and more as my focus has been the emotional part of who God is wow daisha
1: like i had not really thought about God as a spirit led griever we know from scripture in genesis the bible says that you know God was grieved when he saw the sin mm-hmm. he was grieved so we know that he has emotions but that breakdown that you just gave Wow, even going back to the garden of Adam and Eve and them sinning and how that made God feel and even with the angels and, you know, the the pride, how does that make God feel, right? And, and, And seeing how he navigates, you know, in the first part of our conversation, you said faith is the blueprint. And as I'm hearing in this conversation, it sounds like your passion to teach others about how to grieve righteously or being spirit-led in their pain, God is the blueprint. Like God Mm -hmm. himself lays out the blueprint. We see it with Jesus. Oh my goodness, this is good. I see why you're so passionate. And not only is God the blueprint, he himself took you through the blueprint as you went through your own personal grief with the loss of your husband. And yeah. so, wow, I, I'm just so excited for all that God will do through you in 2023 and beyond. So I know our time is coming to a close. So what would you say, um, just very quickly, what was, what set apart the spirit led griever? like what sets us apart from other messages, other workshops and programs? Cause I know this is coming out. And so people who are interested in joining, what would you say this is going to set apart from, you know, other things that are out there?
0: I, I believe, and you and I have talked about this before, like our, our instinct, you know, our first decision, our first step is to reach out for help, right? To someone, um, you know, in an organization, you know, a course, a program, a, a, what, whatever to get us through. And rarely do we stop and start with God. That's it. Like the spirit-led griever is all about starting with God in your pain. And so if you can imagine when you start with god he will guide your steps so if i needed and so this is this is real for me right it got to a point to where my pain was was just it was so overwhelming i didn't know what to do and so what did i do i asked god god what do i do i don't know what to do and god answers me through, okay, now it's time to take off of work, right? Okay, cool. So then in order to do that though, I had to go see a, a psychiatrist in order to get, um, to be off on leave. So I go see the psychiatrist, the psychiatrist um, almost immediately prescribed meds, right, for my depression. And so then I'm like, okay, God, do I take this? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, do I take it? And and though the spirit was like, yes, you do. Okay, the reason why that's so key and shocking is because when my dad passed away, I took time off, had to go see a psychiatrist. They prescribed me meds. And I'm just like, okay, do I take this? And the spirit was like, no, you don't need that right but that now this time around when i am trying to you know handle the death of my husband i heard something different from mm. the spirit and so that time it was like yep you need to take the meds it's 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 bad so then okay when it was time to come off the meds that was that was still a holy spirit question because the doctors gave me a whole nother year to be on, on the medication, okay, to, you know, come off, we myself, wean myself off, spirit is like, yep, yeah, you can start weaning yourself off, so that's just one example, but I'm saying that to say, so many times we start with other people, we start with the experts in the industry, we start with, you know, human doctors, we start with friends and family. We start with all these other things or other people and we don't start with God. And so the spirit led griever, we start with God and we let God direct our path, our steps, our decision-making and our pain.
1: Wow. And who better for God to use than you to help teach that to others, because that's what your life has been about. You know, especially as you went over your 2022, you saying, I'm going to God, not with my agenda, but simply saying, here I am, God, what should you have me to do in my business, in my life, in my walk with you? So to have already modeled that in your own life and still working through that, because that's something that's continuous. That's not a one and done. So the fact that you have gone through that and God has prepared your mind and your heart to move in that fashion, who better to be able to be used by God because it is God himself who is leading you to help others. So I think that's just absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Daisha, for you know letting me return to the podcast. Um, I love you so much. And I'm so excited for what is in store for 2023. And I'm so grateful for what has transpired through God, through you in 2022. And so we began by saying faith is the blueprint, but I think we're ending out by saying God himself is the blueprint. Mm, He is the one. He is the direction. He is going to download which way to go. Mm. And he loves us. He loves us and that his love will strengthen and guide us. So here's to
0: a great 2023. Amen. And I'm so sorry, Shaki. So this scripture came to mind as you were sharing. Oh my goodness. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. This is the NLT. It just says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it, rate it, and write a review. I would greatly appreciate it. You can also leave me a personal message. There's a button that says message, and it will allow you to leave me a voicemail. I would love to hear from you. Episodes are released on the first Wednesday of every month. To check out what I'm up to, please visit me at widowigofromhere.com. And until the next time, bye for now.